This episode of Turns Out I'm Into It is brought to you by the Harley Rabbit Audio Playhouse, a virtual club specialising in kink and BDSM audio fantasies. These aren't audiobooks, they're immersive audio experiences that put you in the story, allowing you to explore your deepest, darkest fantasies, all within the privacy of your own headphones. Specialising in CNC and other forms of sexual power play, these stories are not for the faint-hearted. But if you're curious, then follow the Harley Rabbit to harleyrabbit.com. Right now, we're offering listeners of this podcast a 25% discount on a fantasy of your choice. Use the code INTOIT23 at the checkout and see where the rabbit hole takes you. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Hey there, it is Harley Rabbit here, back with another episode of the Turns Out I'm Into It podcast. This is a show all about helping you discover your kinky self and live your best sex life. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about a very important topic in kink, and that is privacy and anonymity. I can never say that word. I was really hoping I would for this intro, but you know what? I'm just leaving it in. Um, So privacy is very important in the kink world for lots of reasons, which we will discuss today. Um, And I thought if you're new to kink and the kink journey, it's something that we all really need to be uh, very aware of and respectful of when it comes to our own privacy and why we might want to keep certain things private, um, as well as uh, respecting other people's privacy. So this topic really came up because of a chat that I'd been having recently on FetLife with a new friend of mine. Um, I haven't met him in real life and I'm hoping to one day um, because he seems like a really cool person. So we'd been chatting back and forth for maybe two weeks or something um, and he sent me a photo of his face the other day and bet you didn't think I was going to say face then. (laughs) But he sent me a photo of his face and I thought oh, that's really nice. And I reciprocated. I sent him a photo of my face um, and of my, what was a photo of me and my partner. I obviously got my partner's consent to send that photo first. That's very important. Um, But yeah, we had this moment where we exchanged faces. We'd we'd come to a point in our online friendship that we were comfortable sharing our identity or that aspect of our identity. Um, And first of all, I could not, help but laugh at the irony of this situation because in regular day-to-day life you typically for think of uh, Facebook for example you would typically post plenty of photos of your face without a worry in the world Um, and the intimate photos of your naked body are things that you are much more private about and very careful about who you share those images with Um, you wouldn't post those on Facebook In fact, you're not allowed to post those kinds of photos on Facebook. But here we are in the kink world where our FetLife profiles are full of naked photos of our bodies or not for everyone, but certainly some of us or lots of us. Um, And for lots of us, we don't like to share our face in those photos. Our face is something that we like to keep private. Some people are perfectly comfortable sharing photos of their face on FetLife and I think that's admirable, um, but not everybody is or not everybody can. And there's lots of reasons for that. But in this situation, I found myself in with this friend um, 
neither of us had photos of our face on our FetLife profiles. And we'd come to this moment in our friendship where we were like, you know what, here's me. And that was really nice. But it made me really want to reflect on the different ways we can preserve our privacy and the reasons that we might want to preserve our privacy and anonymity. I'm going to get it by the end of this episode. Um, So I thought we could chat about that today. Oh, before I go any further, just an FYI, um, if you are new to kink or even if you're not new to kink, but you don't know what FetLife is, quick explanation of that. It's a uh, social networking platform for kinksters, um, very similar to Facebook. In fact, I think its tagline is uh, like Facebook, but for kinksters like you and me, which is a really accurate description. So on their on their site, you um, just like Facebook, you've got a profile, you can share photos and videos and um, like and comment on other people's content. Um, you can post events, there's groups, all those things that we're used to using on uh, Facebook. Um, so if you're looking to connect with other kinksters in your community, um, which a lot of us are, FetLife is a really good platform um, to do that. So why is privacy so important? Well, privacy privacy is very important in the kink world for a lot of reasons, um, mainly because kink is still very taboo. Um, it's something that a lot of people don't understand if they're not into the into it themselves. There's a lot of judgment about it, uh, a lot of misconceptions about it, which is one of the biggest reasons that I've started this podcast. Um, and because of that, because of the way kink is viewed in the general community, uh, it can have consequences in your professional life, for example. So if you've got a, a job um, that you need to maintain a certain level of professionalism and someone found out that you were involved in the kink scene, that might have consequences for you, unfortunately. I feel super fortunate to work for myself and not have to be concerned about this, but I know um, of lots of people who do have to take this into consideration and be very careful of their privacy just because of the job that they have um, or the job that they hope to have in the future. So um, that's also another thing to keep in mind. But this isn't the only reason that people want to protect their privacy. A lot of women particularly can be concerned about um, people maybe overstepping the boundary. Like if they if they meet you in a kink context, they might assume that you're um, interested in having sex with them. And if they know you, where you work or where you live or something like that, they might cross that boundary and invade your privacy there. So um, for lots of us, we prefer that not to happen and to, to try and keep our kink life separate to our personal life. Um, so how can you protect your privacy in the kink world? Uh, we've already discussed briefly about cropping your face out of photos or blurring your face in photos. Um, that's a really obvious way to keep your identity hidden. Um, another really common one in the kink world is to go by a nickname or a kink name. Um, this is often your FET name if you use FETLIFE. So this is basically a way that you can be known in the kink community without having your 
real name known in the kink community. So then people can't just look you up on Facebook and see photos of your family and your kids and where you work and stuff like that. So for me, I go by the name Harley Rabbit. That isn't my real name. Um, unfortunately, it would be great if it was. <laughs> um, and my partner goes by Weirdom Slade on FetLife. And, and for us, we've chosen to use those names whenever we interact with other kinksters just because it's fun um, and it also helps to protect our privacy. So while privacy is a super serious, important issue, it can also be a lot of fun in keeping things a little bit secretive. So for me, I, I love the fact that I literally have friends that I have no idea what their real name is. I don't know anything about their personal life or what they do for a living, but I see them regularly and know lots of things about their kinky life. I think that is really, really fun. Um, I, I am a bit of a comic book nerd, so maybe the idea of me and my friends having code names and secret identities is super fun for me. <laughs> but I think it really adds to the excitement of this. And one really interesting thing about kink that I've thought about a lot recently, particularly in, in producing this podcast, is while I want to help remove misconceptions and remove some of the taboo around kink. You also have to respect that it's the underground secrecy side of it that can make it really fun and exciting as well. So I don't think, you know, if kink was, maybe you feel differently, but this is how I feel about it. If kink was, you know, totally accepted and in broad daylight for all to see everywhere, I feel like it would lose some of its magic. Part of the appeal is that it feels a bit naughty and that makes it really fun. Therefore, keeping things anonymous and private kind of adds to the appeal of it. Does that make sense? Do you agree with that? I'd love to hear what you think about this. So there are lots of ways to protect your privacy in kink. When that's online, you can blow your face or crop your face out of photos. You can use a kink name instead of your real name. But what about at face-to-face -face meetups, things like munches? How do you protect your privacy then? Well, it makes it a lot harder because obviously if you're meeting face-to-face, -face, people will see your face. Um, you can use your um, nickname at the meetup, but you can't really hide your face unless you wear a mask or something which I've not seen anyone do, but if you choose to do that, then good on you. I think that this is the reason where, or why going to munches or going to meetups can feel really scary for people because there is this element of risk that you might be found out. And that's certainly possible. But if you are really wanting to meet people face-to-face -face and you do want to be part of these meetups, I would really hate for that to be holding you back. If you've got no interest in meeting people face-to-face -face in, a, in a public setting like a munch, then that's totally fine. But if it is something you really want to do, but you're worried about your privacy, um, I just want to bring up some points that might help you uh, feel more comfortable in attending those, those events. The first one is the idea of you going to a munch, say it's at a restaurant, um, and you sit down with a bunch of kingsters and 
Jane from the office is also at the restaurant and sees you. Now, while that might be a little bit awkward, um, bear in mind that Jane has no idea who you're sitting with. For all she knows, this could be your monthly, I don't know, knitting club or something. She doesn't know that it's a kink meetup. You will know, which might feel quite stressful, but she doesn't know. So the risk of someone seeing you at a kink meetup, while that situation is possible, it doesn't really mean that you're going to be found out. It's not like people are going to munches with a big sign that says, we are kinky people. These events are meant to be vanilla and incognito. The other possible situation is that you rock up at the restaurant and Jane from work is also at the munch. And in that situation, she does know that this is a kink meetup. But in that situation, you're both in the same situation. She might be freaking out that she's seen you. And usually in this kind of context, you both understand that you want to protect your privacy and you'll respect each other's privacy. Jane can't start a rumor that you're at a kink meetup without exposing herself in that situation. Hopefully by hearing this conversation, you can feel a little bit more um, comfortable with how you can preserve your privacy in the kink world while still allowing yourself to connect with other people and meet other people. Obviously, there is always a risk that people are going to find out, but you've got to evaluate whether that risk outweighs the value that you will get out of being more involved in the community and hanging out with people who are like you and who understand you. It's this type of connection that has been one of the best parts of my kink journey. It's the friends that I've made. It's the people that understand how I feel. Like the other day I was chatting to a friend about um, we both have kink cages and we had in separate separate occasions had our mothers coming to our house um, and we were worried about how we could disguise the cage so that our, our mums wouldn't see it, you know. It's things like that that not most people in your life probably wouldn't understand or be able to relate to. On a more serious note, having that connection and, and being able to talk about these things can be a way to feel less alone and like you're not weird. So for a long time before I, I was more active in the kink community, before I knew other kinky people, I felt really confused about these feelings that I had. I, I didn't feel like they were normal. I thought there might be something wrong with me. And being part of this community has helped me realize that there's absolutely nothing wrong with me. There's plenty of people that feel exactly the same way. Um, and it's totally normal and totally okay. Lastly, having friends that you can talk about this stuff with and learn from is really important to safety as well so you can learn about ways to play more safely you can learn about warning signs to look out for so that you don't put yourself in dangerous situations this is really important stuff so if you're sitting here listening to this podcast and you're currently alone in this journey and you don't have people you can talk to about it first of all I'm really glad you found this podcast and that is a big reason why I'm putting this out there. 
I can at least be a source of information to help you feel less alone and help you understand yourself better. Um, But I really encourage you to try and find um, some safe people. You don't have to be on this journey alone. A great first step is making a profile on FetLife. You don't have to share any photos if you're not comfortable doing that. Um, But jump on FetLife. Do write a bit of a description because people are a bit wary of blank profiles, understandably. Um, So take some time, introduce yourself on there and look through the groups in your area. Even if you're not ready to meet people face to face, just seeing what's out there, reading other people's conversations will make you feel hopefully a lot less alone. So I might leave this episode here. Um, It was supposed to be more about um, privacy and anonymity. Hey, I said it anonymity crushed it um but we did take a bit of a turn for the importance of connection in this community as well and unfortunately it is about finding a balance between the two maintaining your privacy but also putting yourself out there enough to make new friends and make those connections thank you so much for listening have fun stay safe and i will catch you in the next episode bye Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Thanks for listening to Turns Out I'm Into It. If you have any questions or stories you'd like to share, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me on FetLife, Instagram, or through the Harley Rabbit website. My name on Fet is Harley Rabbit, or one word. On Instagram, it's at hi.harleyrabbit. Or you can message me direct through the website. Go to harleyrabbit.com forward slash podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening and I will be back soon with another episode exploring the wonderful world of Thank you.